0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant.
1: And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by LeVee. LeVee has invented and designed a variety of products, including their innovative lactation massagers. And we'll hear more from our sponsors later, um, but you can go to BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com and check our sponsor page. If you need anything, check there and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address, and you'll get episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday and Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> That's my new accent. For <laughs>
0: your new holiday <laughs> accent. <Yeah.
1: laughs> and uh, now, Diane, is our review of the week.
0: Yes, I do. It comes from our email from Podcast at gmail.com. And this is from... Kayla. And she says, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now. I love all the information you're sharing about breastfeeding. Our journey started out fairly tumultuously and I found myself getting very ranty after listening to your podcast because of all the bad advice we were given in the beginning. Long story short, we're supplementing with donor milk and I just heard on your podcast that the milk changes as the baby gets older and becomes more concentrated. My baby receives about one third of his daily milk from frozen donor bags. I think the baby, or the baby of the donor mom was about three to five months older than my baby. I'm curious to know what kind of an impact that the difference makes, if any. I know he's not fully on donor milk, so it's partially my milk, but I'm still curious. I don't think I've heard you talk about donor milk before, and I believe milk sharing is not supposed to be recommended by IBCLCs, so I understand why it hasn't been mentioned. Thank you.
1: So, oh, let's unpack all of that.
0: I know. And the reason why I picked this for today was because we're going to be talking about combo feeding. And I know when we talk about combo feeding, we're typically talking about formula, right? But I definitely right. wanted to touch on this because a lot of people do go to Donor Milk. And when I emailed her back, because I didn't let her just like sit wondering about this for, <laughs> you know, forever. Yeah. But when I emailed her back about this, I'm like, I I always recommend Donor Milk. Like, I don't think it's... I don't know where that came out that it was unsupported by IBCLCs because I don't think it is. Well, I just don't think people talk
1: about much, much. So people don't have really a lot of information.
0: Yeah. So donor milk is fantastic. It is definitely like... And when you look at the World Health Organization's teriyaki of feeding, it is mother's milk from the breast, so breastfeeding. And then if you can't do that to pump your milk for your baby and give it to your baby. If you can't do that, another somebody else's human milk should be the next one. If you can't do that, then and only then formula should be the choice. So, it's not even like, you know, human milk is really what it's about. So, what I told her was of course, you know, being an IBCLC, I don't have any problem recommending donor milk, but I do think that it is kind of like hush hush. I think one of the big things about donor milk is that People don't want you to be getting it from random people on like well, some backlist right? thing. Yeah. The whole and it's thing regulated. is
1: unregulated. So people have people are uncomfortable um, recommending it or because there's not a lot of resources for it. And it's usually just these kind of mom to mom things, mm-hmm. which, you know, we got this. You know, y- you can, you know, find people that you trust to donate milk. Um, I think a lot of times it's just like, well, we can't recommend it if it's not like regulated by the government, you know, if there aren't rules and laws and, you know, I mean, okay. I think that, that that's not always the case. Right. And moms, moms can handle this.
0: Right. I think, you know, what's right for, you know, for you, um, and you know how to be cautious and ask the right questions and, you know, all of that stuff too, um, as far as what is the difference or is there a difference there? I would not even be concerned, honestly, because first of all, it's the human milk is going to be better than any other milk you're going to give to your baby. Having that little bit of discrepancy in months and everything, like I wouldn't worry too much about that at all. Honestly, like it doesn't need to be like exact, should be the same age baby, should be, you know, fresh milk, like all of that stuff. Um, t- in a perfect world, everybody would get human milk because it's being made for their baby, but it just doesn't work out like that.
1: Well, and, and it's, it's still not, great to give them. Yeah,
0: it's not like hurting
1: anything. I mean, I no. think if you have like a, a preemie, you know, if you have, you know, a, a baby that's really fragile and medically fragile, whatever, then you think about things like this. But because right. we do talk about how amazing like milk, breast milk is and how it's tailored to your baby in the moment. So then people go, oh God, Maybe this isn't good. No, it's It's good. Great, it's great, and you're doing great. And feed your baby the way what you're doing is going is great.
0: Yeah, and one of the other things I wanted to talk about too about the donor milk piece is, like I, I said, I brought this up because we're talking about combo feeding today, and a lot of times people go to supplementing with formula for different reasons. And when I mentioned donor milk to them as an option, a lot of times they're like, "Uh, I'm really uncomfortable with that. Or, you know, my partner's really uncomfortable with that. Um, And I think there's just a lot of misunderstanding surrounding it. And One of the... I used to work with this lactation consultant who was hilarious. And she was like, somebody said that one time about, like, well, I'm not sure. I think it was like maybe a nursing student or something like that. You would recommend like another person's milk. And she was like, do you know the cow you're getting that formula from? (laughs) I don't think so. So what difference does it make? You know, and it was just like a very blatant, like, okay, obviously, you, you know, one isn't necessarily compared to the other. But if you really think about it, you you feel safer. People feel safer getting using formula that we don't even know where it's been made or what's in it over using somebody else's human milk.
1: Well, that then we get into the whole stigma of just breast milk and and bodies and yeah, you know, just like here's some breast milk. People are like, oh my god, that's gross. <laughs> I know. But here's some like factory made formula. It's like, oh, that's like that's more in line with like you know, what, what is in my kitchen. So that's less gross. It's more norm. It's more normal. So it doesn't seem as like offensive. Yeah.
0: But I want everybody to know that that is an option for them. And it's wonderful if you have, because a lot of times in families, people are having babies around the same time you know, we notice that a lot, like uh, being like a trend, like, oh, yeah, my sister in law is pregnant. And, you know, or I had a baby six months ago, my sister in law is having a baby in six months and blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of times there are people in the family or you're having babies around the same times as your friends. Of course, me and Abby didn't do that. But you know, like <laughs> you're having babies around the same time as your friends are. And, and sometimes I will hear people say, oh, yeah, my friend gave me milk or my sister gave me milk or, you know, whatever. And I think that's, Fantastic. That's like ideal. You don't even have to like find somebody. They're right there. If you know somebody or if you know somebody who knows somebody, like I will find people for, you know, sometimes for families because I'll be like, I could, I'll find somebody for you that I know has, you know, an abundance of milk that they are willing to give to you. And I know that they're a perfectly safe human being. And that way you don't have to feel like, okay, this is a stranger. This is, you know, um, and that way sometimes people are. You know, they build relationships, they build friendships. I know people that have been like, their kids grew up together because they ended up milk sharing. Um, You know, it can be an amazing relationship between families. And it's absolutely not dangerous. And you, but you need to feel comfortable with it, but it's so safe. The majority of the time, like the 99% of the time, it's totally safe.
1: And there's organizations that can help you. I don't know anything about them. There's Human Milk for Human Babies and Eats on Feets. And they will help connect milk-sharing people. But again, I don't know details about the organizations. But if anybody is
0: looking, you can start there. Yeah. So should we talk about combo feeding? Sure. Okay. So like we said, typically combo feeding is, you know is formula like supplementing with formula um with your breast milk. And I think there's a lot well we know there's a lot of stigma around this, right? Like there's oh, oh yeah. tons. Tons of stigma. Because well, you
1: have to be you have to be either like a diehard breastfeeder or a diehard formula feeder. And if there's any other if there's any crossover or you stray from that, then it's just like, "Oh, well we don't have a box to put you in." So. All right. Got to stand the closet. you.
0: It's ridiculous. And sometimes we will see combo feeding pretty early, you know, coming out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. Or um, if the baby, you know, if maybe you are strictly breastfeeding, but then running into some problems. And sometimes you just, you know, end up going into that combo feeding out of because it was suggested to you by your pediatrician, because it was, you know, worked better for your lifestyle, whatever. And then sometimes people will breastfeed all the way through until they go back to work. And then once they go back to work, they start struggling more. And then they start to be like, okay, can I, you know, do I need to implement some formula here to make things easier? You can breast and formula feed. Like I still have people sometimes that are like, can you do that? You can mix it. That doesn't mess up the baby's stomach. No, it's better for your baby to have breast milk. (laughs) So if you're going to introduce formula and they're having breast milk too, that's good. They'll probably tolerate the formula a lot better if they're having some breast milk.
1: Yeah. You want them to have as much. Yeah. If you can add the breast milk in there, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So like whatever reason is behind your, your combo feeding, whatever it might be, there are ways to do it You know, using as much breast milk as possible. I mean, there are so many. Like right now, my brain is swimming with like all of these reasons behind combo feeding. Well, that let's people talk have about them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you let them
0: out? <laughs> let them out. your yeah, the thoughts just circle, or can they come out? Sometimes they just circle like a. <laughs> they're like stuck there. Like there's nowhere for them to right. go. But one of the things I'm thinking of is, well, have you heard of triple feeding? Mm-mm. Oh my god! I don't know. You have this. You just, if, and
1: formula yeah. and breastfeeding.
0: Yeah, it's. Like I feel like if
1: you're, yeah, I feel like if you're combo feeding, that's probably what you're doing.
0: Yeah. So it's like you're, and this is usually happens if your baby's like, if they're not gaining well, if they're not breastfeeding Mm -hmm. well, if they're not latching, if we're trying to increase supply, like whatever your situation is, sometimes people will say, okay, let's, you know, they call it like the fancy name for it is triple feeding. We never called it that. We just said, you know, okay, breastfeed your baby, pump afterwards, you know, give your baby whatever it is that you're, you're getting from pumping or supplement your baby if they're not getting enough from pumping, whatever the situation might be. I
1: feel like that's the common one, like yeah. me in the hospital when they're like, "Okay, you need to introduce formula because you're not making enough milk." And then I'm I'm nursing and I'm trying to have my milk come in and I'm freaking out about my milk supply. So then I'm I'm nursing and then I'm also pumping to try to increase my milk supply and then also formula feeding to make up the difference in the meantime. Mm-hmm. I don't I hate yeah. triple
0: feeding. I hate it's, it.
1: Oh, it was horrible. I mean, it's it was awful. horrible because it's a. It's For your mental health, it's horrible.
0: Oh, yeah. To be going through all of that. It's awful. And typically people are doing it like I try not to suggest it because I think it's just a horrible thing to be doing. But I usually by the what, by the time I see parents are already doing it for one reason or another, or they, you know, come came out of the hospital doing it, like you said, you know, which happened to you. And then I see them in the pediatric office and they're already doing that. I'm like, okay, let's, you know figure out why this is happening and not do this anymore because those parents are exhausted mentally and physically it is just way too much to do yeah. and sometimes you get those people that are like you know on that die hard i don't want to give any formula which i respect that too and they will continue on that path of pumping supplementing breastfeeding uh, you know doing all the things and then some people are like i just can't keep that up Yeah, and that's what happens
1: most of the time. Is Mm -hmm. people just give up because it's so hard,
0: and they don't know
1: what the problem is, and they usually don't seek help, or people can't figure out what's happening, and then that's just not a long term. That's not a realistic long term thing. It is not. People just end up switching to formula.
0: It is not. A couple of the things that I think we need to talk about too with this is why it is important to keep up the. The breastfeeding piece of it. And that is really important because some, especially in situations where people get exhausted from triple feeding, or if they're returning to work and they're just like, you know, maybe I have so many parents that return to work and they have such good intentions about pumping and making sure their baby is still getting the breast milk. And then they return to work and it's just, the demands are so great. Not even just the, uh, you know, we've done, of course, a zillion episodes on returning to work and pumping and all of that stuff. But just the whole process to me, I think would be exhausting, would be making sure you have everything, making sure you're packed up for the next day, making sure you have your milk all ready to go to the to daycare, a babysitter or whatever, making sure you've got all the parts washed, making sure your baby's fat, like all of that stuff. Plus, you have to mentally be ready to work your job. right. Right.
1: You're already taking care of a baby, a brand new baby. Oh my god! And you have all the responsibility of your job, and then you're adding this.
0: And then what if you don't have well, support at work? Yeah. Then what do you do? I got an Instagram message the other day from a mom who is works one of our listeners who um, said that they were having trouble. At, works in a hospital as a nurse and was having. They were like, "Oh, you're going to have to just like use a a vacant." Um patient room, if you can find one, by the way, try to find one, <laughs> yeah. you know, like there's any hospital right now. If that has you a can find one. Yeah. And so she, you know, messaged me and was like, is there something we do about it? I'm like, yeah, like that is not okay. And then turned out like some, one of the doctors like stepped up and said, here, take our private room or whatever. But it's like, how are you supposed to fight against that? You know, I mean, yeah. it, it's exhausting. So, so a lot of times those parents will start to get to the point where they, you know, start to get formula. And then they kind of, you get to the point after a while where you're like, do I even bother to keep up with this breastfeeding thing? Mm -hmm. Should I bother with this anymore? Like, is it even worth it? Is usually the question that we get. So we should talk about why it's worth it. And we'll do that. Yes, Let's do that after we talk about Levy. And then we'll talk about why it's worth it.
1: Great. We'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by LaVie. LaVie was founded with the mission to help breastfeeders everywhere with their breastfeeding and pumping journeys. They have invented and designed a variety of products, including their innovative lactation massagers, which are ergonomically designed and rechargeable battery powered to help make breast massage easier and address common breastfeeding issues like clogged ducts, mastitis, and engorgement. Breast massage can help induce letdown and improve milk flow to transfer as much milk as possible from your breast. Whether it's the original lactation massager, the massager plus warming pads popular with pumping moms, or the manual massage roller and breast comfort packs, LaVie cu- carries something for everyone because everyone deserves to have comfort and support while nourishing and bonding with their baby. A must-have product and a great gift for baby registries or friends and family. Check out LaVie's entire line at laviemom.com. That's L-A-V-I-E-M-O-M.com. And you can use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And our sponsor for today and their promo code can be found in our show notes at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane.
0: So let's get into this a little bit. Why is it good to keep breastfeeding? And like I said, this happens a lot. I get this question a lot, like as moms return to work. But even as when babies are newborns, if moms are really feeling overwhelmed, parents are feeling really overwhelmed with all of this, and they're like, Is it even is it even realistic for me to keep this up? Like wh- what is the point? I don't even think the baby's getting enough milk for it to be worth it. Is- yeah, and I
1: think this is yeah, and this is exactly where breastfeeding then gets a bad name cuz people are like how in the world do people do this? This is ridiculous. You know, it's too hard. And it's like, hold on a second. This is society's fault. Right. This is capitalism right here. You have to quit breastfeeding, you have to do all of this so that you can go back to work and keep this machine running. Like this is not how it's been. This is not how mammals work. This is not how it's been for humans in the past. Like it's not you, you're not doing something wrong. Like, this is just an impossible situation.
0: Absolutely. It's not, it's, this is not how we're supposed to operate. No, it's it's ridiculous. And the other thing that we don't talk about enough is why breastfeeding is important that has nothing to do with the milk. And that is part of what I was going to talk about today was because when you do still latch your baby, you can give them that bonding time, right? Which is really, really, really important. This is really important for babies to have, that they have that connection, that comfort, that bonding time with you. Even if it's once a day, right? It could be once a day and that is beneficial to them. They're also getting that oral development. We know that when babies are bottle feeding, they are not using those oral muscles, the way they do when they're, when they're feeding at the breast or the chest. So we want them to have that oral motor development that they get and they only get that with breastfeeding. So they're still experiencing that when you're putting them to the breast. They're also getting that nutritional, they are getting the nutritional benefits, disease prevention, antibodies, all of that stuff. Even if you're only breastfeeding them one time a day, it doesn't matter. They're still getting that. All any amount of milk is good. Any amount of connection, bonding, comfort, all of that stuff is good, even if it's only one time a day. It's still beneficial to your baby. Don't ever think that what you're doing for them is not beneficial because it is. So you can do, you know, formula if you need to do that while you're at work or, you know, mixing in with the feedings or whatever it is that is helping you to kind of get by. But don't ever think that what you're giving to them as far as breast milk and breastfeeding is not beneficial anymore because it's only once a day or it's only a little bit or I'm only able to pump a couple ounces. So is that even worth it? Absolutely. It's worth it. If you can do it and you're okay with doing it, it's absolutely worth it to keep doing that for you and your baby. It benefits you too. We don't talk about that enough either. We're always just like, oh, the baby but it benefits all of everybody. It's good for everybody. Everybody should do it. <laughs> everybody do it. <laughs> One of the other things that you can also do that people don't realize you can do is you can mix breast milk and formula. And oh, we yeah. don't really talk about that that much. And sometimes people will be like, Oh, can you really do that? And it's, you, you can, you can do that. Especially there's a couple of reasons why people do that. Sometimes people will do that to stretch out their stash. Um, you might like, if, if I have parents that are like, okay, I've got milk in the freezer. I just can't keep this up anymore. How do I, how do I make it last? You can use, you know, half and half for a while until you run, you know, run out and that'll stretch your stash out a little bit longer. You can mix it. Sometimes babies don't like the taste of formula, believe it or not. So sometimes it's easier for them to take if you're giving them a little bit you know, mixing a little bit of breast milk in with that formula as well. um, That can help to kind of ease them into taking formula. Um, The only thing that, that happens with this, so say you're mixing, say you're doing a four ounce bottle for your baby and you do two ounces of breast milk, Two ounces of formula, you have to be sure that they finish that bottle. That's the only thing. Whereas before, when it's just breast milk, it's like, okay, if they don't finish it, you know, you give them the rest of the bottle the next feeding. But you can't do that if there's formula mixed in. You have to throw it away. So you want to, you don't want to be throwing any of that breast milk away. So you want to make sure that you are giving them that full bottle if they are, if it's mixed with formula, just to kind of, you know, not waste anything. Can you like, Maybe use the breast milk, use whatever you're going to use,
1: feed that, and then use the breast milk if
0: you need like another ounce or so. Yeah, absolutely. And I will give that option to parents too, because sometimes they're like, oh, well, you know, my babysitter, then I got to bring, you know, six bottles or whatever. Because you can do, of course, separate and, you know, you know my take on it, you're paying these people. They should do whatever it is you tell them to do. That's my take on the whole thing. But some parents, sometimes it's just too much to you know, separate yeah. everything, and no, and, especially yeah. if you're going to daycare. That's too much. yeah, but if you're home and you want to just like here, give the baby two ounces of formula if they need a little bit more, or if here's give the baby two ounces of of you know this pumped breast milk if they need a little bit more, here's an ounce of formula. You know, you can absolutely do that. That's okay. Um, and you don't have to mix them together, but it is an option if you want to, and that is something that people don't realize you can do. Everybody thinks it has to be one or the other, and there can be a a very comfortable mix in between. There is a gray area when it comes to this stuff.
1: It doesn't have to be just one or the when other. When it comes to most things. Okay. But not when you're a new parent and you're all anxious and scared and you don't have any idea. Gray areas are like... <laughs> those are hard. To, those don't go in your anxious brain. It's like black and white in there.
0: Oh my gosh. It's terrible. And then you've got, you know, reading stuff on, well, I read this and I read that and I don't, just don't know. I get those, I get that a lot. And you probably get that a lot too, where people be like, well, I have a question and I've been, you know, reading and asking around, but I keep getting mixed information. So, yeah, because
1: people go to Google and we do this too. Mm-hmm. We, everybody does this. We're like, okay, we're going through this and we go to Google. Well, God, give me the antidepressants right now because <laughs> it is too scary on there. Google is a scary, scary place.
0: Use it, it sparingly.
1: Have, yeah. It does not have the information that your, you know, doctor or I mean, if we're talking about medical stuff or your lactation consultant or whatever it has. Right. It, there's some crazy shit on there that will send you into hysterics.
0: Down a black hole. Oh, for yeah.
1: sure. Uh-huh. I've gone down that black hole. Oh. We all have. How can we yeah. I feel like, I, at this point, I need Google taken away from me. I wish I could get it off my phone and I don't know how.
0: <laughs> I <sighs> like to use, like, okay, let me find, like, finding information about, like, a product or about, you know, where I can find something or directions or whatever, like, that kind of thing. But I really try not to do the whole, oh, here, I've got, my, my kids have fallen into that, which drives me absolutely crazy because they don't Google stuff that they should Google. Be like, man, (laughs) how do I, how do I, you know, get this stain out of my shirt? How do I make an egg? That's what your Google is for, (laughs) you know, like, don't, but then my kid comes to me. It's like, you know, well, I, I found this, you know, I had this this b- bump in my skin and i wasn't sure what it was oh, The medical and, stuff
1: oh that i thought i
0: had breast cancer my 17 year old son one day told me he thought he had breast cancer because oh he had like i don't know like some probably discoloration or something on his right. skin it's so I'm scary like, they do they go everything they everything they do that has to do with like, okay, I found a, like, there's a little, I, there's a little bump in my mouth. What is that? You yeah. probably bit your mouth. No, yeah. what if it's, what no, if it's this? Cancer. What is that? Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. I looked it up. I'm like, stop using Google for that. Oh, uh, I
1: know. It's terrible. It's mm-hmm. terrible. And, you know, yeah, my kid, my yesterday I, I actually was like, how many teeth do we have?
0: I don't and even I was know like, that that's There's a no good doubt.
1: question that's like perfect for Google like how many perfect. teeth do adults have Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 32 by the way wow. and I was like oh that's a really good question actually I don't know but Google will know and it's no harm that is like no harm in there Um, yeah that's the only thing you should be using
0: it for right trivia type things exactly yes but finding out whether or not you should combo feed your baby finding <laughs> out you know All of that kind of anything that has to do with breastfeeding, anything that has to do with babies, anything that has to do with any of that stuff, you're going to get 50 zillion different opinions. The majority of them are not evidence-based or research-based, and you're going to be left feeling more confused than you were to start out. And you're already – I mean, everybody's already confused. Yeah. So it's really – yeah, it's really hard. The bottom line when it comes to combo feeding is – Any amount of breast milk you can give your baby is a positive thing. That is a really an important thing to come away with this. Like that is your takeaway message here. Any amount of breast milk that you can give to your baby is a positive thing. If you need to go the route of formula or you choose to go the route of formula, that is your choice. And I tell parents like that is why we have it. That is why it is there to make that choice if that's what you want to do with it. Do it set, like do it, do it safely. Do it the right way. Make sure you're you're making it the right way. Make sure you're preparing it the right way. Make sure you're using something that agrees with your baby. They're not spitting it up all the time. They're not fussy. You'll know the difference, obviously, if your baby is not tolerating it well. That might be something you need a little guidance with. Some babies are like super easy when it comes to that stuff. And some babies are a little bit more, you know, particular. But overall, any, kind of bre- any amount of breast milk you can give them is good. Any amount of breastfeeding you can do with them is good and beneficial for so many reasons. And just don't ever feel like you're not giving them the best because you are. And I think with combo feeding comes a lot of guilt and failure feelings. Yeah. And I, I just... Because nobody plans it that way. Right.
1: Nobody is like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to breastfeed a little bit and also formula feed a little bit. Like, that's never the that's never the case. I, I mean, I know plenty of people that were like, I'm not going to breastfeed. I'm going to formula feed from the get-go, and that's their plan. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to breastfeed, and then that's their plan. It's never a combination of two. That's like a situation you get into where something is going wrong, something is going where you didn't plan, mm-hmm. which is so much the case when you have a new baby and you're trying to breastfeed. I feel like that's where... Everything always goes to shit. Not always. But a lot of times it goes to shit because we don't know what to do. And we're getting, and- if we're from a hospital, we're getting bad information from them or, or limited information because they're just like, okay, here, it's time to go.
0: And then you mm-hmm. go home, you don't know what to do. Sometimes I will get those situations with parents that say, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I would like to breastfeed, but we'll see what happens, you know, whatever. Um, and then they actually get, have their baby and they really, really want it to work. And they really, really do want to give their baby their milk and they're struggling with that. And I think that's a lot of times, you know, they're, they're running into issues or problems or whatever. And, um, then you, you know, then they don't want to use the formula. And then they're like fighting with their own mentality about it. And it's just, it's so hard. And I think the, another thing too, that we should, we should bring up that if you're combo feeding from the start, like you leave the hospital combo feeding, like Abby did, I combo fed with my twins for about a month until I could figure out how to get some kind of routine going for us because it was hard to figure out with two babies. But I did, I did have to implement some formula and then I, Then I got rid of it. Once we kind of got into, you know, like I was like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And I kind of got to know my babies a little bit and figure out, you know, what was going to work best for us. Then we didn't need to do the formula anymore. And you kind of, as you were going along, you managed, you got rid of the formula as well after, you know, some time. You don't have to, if you start doing it, you don't, don't feel like you have to keep doing it. If you kind of start. Out combo. Feeding. Yeah,
1: right. I know.
0: Yeah. You can get yeah. rid of it. You can,
1: and you can re- reach out to somebody to kind of help you come up with a plan because it's hard to see. Once you start doing these things and start straying from your goal, you know, things start going not the way you planned and you start, you know, introducing formula and all that stuff, then it's like hard to understand, like, how to go. If you're just, you know, you're just on your own, you, you don't know how to, you don't know, you don't have a plan. Right, and somebody can help you come up with a plan. That's exactly what happened with me, as I was so far gone in my mind. And as soon as I called the lactation consultant, she was like, "Oh yeah, no, we, yeah, this is fine. You can, you can stop supplementing. We can. I'll help you with that." And Absolutely, we stop. And I but think it's that- really hard to do it on your own, especially if you're like afraid that you don't have enough milk. You're supplementing because you feel like you don't have enough milk. Mm-hmm. Then you're like. Well, I don't know, if I like cut back on the formula, if I stop with the formula, then the baby's not going to be getting enough milk. And then that whole, game, that whole thing starts happening, and you really need some help through it. Yeah.
0: Or you kind of run into that whole, I don't know if the baby's going to breastfeed after the supplements, yeah. after we've been supplementing, the internet, the Google, everybody <laughs> on my mother Facebook group says the baby's not going to latch anymore. Because now you start a bottle or they prefer the bottle or, you know, you don't have enough or they're getting fuller with the formula. So you might as well stick with that, like that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, talk to somebody who you can actually work this out with and get the real information.
1: And so what is it? Because
0: parents do say
1: that a lot. The baby, Mm -hmm. my baby prefers the bottle.
0: Because my personal opinion with it, first of all, babies don't prefer a bottle. I think we did an episode on this, didn't we? If not, we should. Um, I'll have to look back and see if we did. But babies do not prefer the bottle. I'm sorry. Especially your newborn baby. I I mean, I just, I cannot wrap my brain around the fact that a, a newborn baby would prefer a bottle over their mother or their parent. I just don't see that. I just don't. Like, it just is not what they're wired to do. I think they're overfed yeah. with bottles and then you try to breastfeed them and they don't breastfeed yeah and I we cuz we don't understand bottle feeding either right we don't understand bottle feeding and i they think if your baby overfeed. if your baby is not breastfeeding well to start like if you're you know in the hospital they're not latching well all this stuff obviously you have to feed them so you feed them with a bottle and then they're not latching well because They weren't latching well to start, you know, like, and so now it's hard for them to figure out how to go back and forth. So you need somebody that knows how to work with that. Don't just write it off as, oh, okay, this is, you know, they're just not latching. So they're not, you know, they're never going to latch ever. That's not the case. I've seen plenty of babies breastfeed after they've had two months, three months of bottles. They do not prefer bottle feeding.
1: No, but you need a lactation consultant.
0: You do. You need to have somebody. You need to have a lactation consultant that can really help you to navigate through and figure out what is going on. That is really important. And yeah, and that's it. That's my bot on combo feeding.
1: Yeah, cool. So um, we this is our last episode for the year. We have next week off. It's
0: weird. Right? Or or.
1: Are we gonna do? We'll probably run a replay,
0: maybe. Yeah, I think we're gonna run a replay. Run a
1: replay on um
0: for the yeah, twenty seventh t-
1: for Monday. Um, but then the next time you'll hear us, we'll be talking about overfeeding. Yeah, which we kind of started to get into, so it's kind of perfect.
0: One of my and, biggest pet peeves. Don't even yeah. get me started on that right this second. Oh, I'm going to because- get you started on it. <laughs> and I'm going to record it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate overfeeding. Oh, shoot, shoot. Oh. So yeah, so, so join us for that on yeah. the third. What is yes. it, the third?
1: Everybody, okay. I don't know, the third or the second. or The third, yeah. Something. I can't Everybody even. have a wonderful holiday and happy new year. And um, see you then. we'll see you next year.
0: Bye. Bye.